gosh, the months do go quickly, don't they? Which means it's John Leeming back at the microphone with my latest selection of music for the Organist Encores. I've raided my library of ancient tapes and discs to discover some unusual performances on record, as well as some from private collections. Now, Dudley Savage is always a good opener for a show, and as well as his commercial recordings, he put together quite a few private collections of his music on home-produced tapes, Um, sometimes uh, just a few at a time to sell to friends, with the contents carefully typed out with his own fair fingers on the inlay cards. Well, here's a short track from one of these tapes from the ABC Plymouth Compton, Love and Marriage, a favourite in the 1950s. The fade-in at the beginning is Dudley's doing, not mine. Dudley Savage, who else? At the much-missed ABC Plymouth Compton back in the 1960s. Now here's something a bit different. Uh, 20 years or so ago, Len Rawl appeared in concert on the state Kilburn Wurlitzer with trumpeter Duke Blatchley. The show was recorded and issued on Len's own cassette label. And here's a dreamy track from that album.
just listen to the size of that audience. Those were the days. Anyway, that was Nobody Does It Better from Len Rawl at the Kilburn Wurlitzer with the trumpet of Duke Bletchley. Now, as Robert Hope Jones reminded us when he was our guest presenter in June, the eight-ranked Christie organ in the Astro Theatre Clandidno was a fiery beast indeed. And here to prove it again is Armsby Bancroft in concert in 1983 with a couple of items from a Gershwin medley. snatch of Rhapsody in Blue there introducing I Got Rhythm and Someone to Watch Over Me. The manager of the Astra Theatre in Tlantidno when I visited was the ever-helpful Roy Bentley. His first words to me were, go and sit in the front of the balcony 
and it'll blow your wig off. Well, <laughs> I think it would have done had I been wearing one. What a sound. Eight ranks of pipes in two shallow chambers, one each side of the stage, and when the swell pedals were depressed, it was as if the whole of both side walls were opening up. Well, Roy was based at Clendino, but he was in fact general manager of the whole chain of theatres in the group. He played the organ himself and maybe could have chosen to become a career theatre organist, but that was not to be. Here he is to tell us more in one of the many recordings he used to make for his friends. Coming to look back, I think it's a very good thing that I decided not to pursue a career as an organist. I didn't have the necessary background of musical education, I think. And I've been very, very happy in uh, theatre management. I never dreamed that in actual fact I would finish up as the sort of main factotum of a group of about 120 places brought me great happiness and the biggest advantage being that I've always been able to go and play an organ for fun when I wanted to and there's a great deal of difference between playing an organ for fun and having to play it uh, as a business Sometimes Roy would demonstrate the organ on these private recordings with a, a tape recorder balanced on his knees at the console. Now, most recordings of that organ were made from the balcony, which gave a good stereo separation and a bright, exciting sound. Well, I thought you might like to hear how different it sounded from the console. So here's a snatch of one of Roy's demonstrations, probably from the 1970s. Now, it's not meant to be a professional performance and the, the right-hand microphone was clearly playing up, but just listen for a bit to the rich, warm way in which the organ blended down there in the pit. Quite different. Notice also the slow settings of the tremulance. <laughs> that was quite fashionable in the early 1970s. I left my heart in San Francisco. 
Roy Bentley noodling around at Clendidno. OK, something by way of contrast. Now, a cheerful-sounding number from the organ, the dance band and me. Well, not me, me, but me. Evocative sounds there, vocalist Don Adams joined the group for Don't Ever Walk in the Shadows. Good advice from the organ, the dance band and me. The me being pianist Billy Thorburn with Robinson Cleaver at the EMI Compton. The band was always a variable mix of session musicians and uh, it sounded as though only about two of them turned up for that recording session. In Nigel Ogden's programme a couple of weeks ago, he included a superb track from a Dutch radio broadcast of Brian Rodwell on the former BBC Theatre in number two, The Moller, when it was in Hilversum. Now, organist Cor Steyn was very much to the fore in acquiring the instrument from the BBC for Dutch radio, but he sadly died very soon after the organ had been temporarily installed in a church 
while it waited for its new studio to be finished. Well, unfortunately, at that point, interest in the organ faded and it didn't stay there for long. Well, the Rodwell broadcast was before the start of regular stereo broadcasting, but here's a private recording in stereo of Korstein experimenting with the sounds of the instrument shortly after it became playable. Now, it wasn't a public occasion, so don't expect the usual polish of Korstein's performances. Moonglow, Korstein experimenting with the X-Fort or BBC Moller in Hilversum in 1965, just three weeks before he died of a heart attack at the age of only 58. Well, over to Thursford now and the joint founder of the Cinema Organ Society, Hubert Selby. An LP was issued of extracts from a concert he gave there shortly after the organ's launch, when the shutters let out the sound unimpeded. There are times in this track where you can almost imagine you're, you're back in the Odeon Leeds again. And that leads very nicely into Damon's programme next week, when he will be celebrating the 90th birthday of that particular instrument.
Stranger on the Shore, Hubert Selby in concert at the Thursford Wurlitzer in 1978. That was 44 years ago, but now we're going to go back 83 years to hear a young Dudley Bevan in an interlude at the Granada Welling, as broadcast at 10 past 3 on the BBC National Programme on the 26th of March 1939. The recordings suffered a bit over the decades, but I hope you'll nevertheless enjoy Dudley's spirited version of Spooky Takes a Holiday. Dudley Bevan in 1939, making the Granada Welling Wurlitzer sound almost as fiery as its Clapham Junction counterpart. Well, it's time for the last track now and something to sit back quietly and relax to. It's Bill Thompson, in concert at the wonderful Paramount Oakland Wurlitzer.
Ah, a dreamy interpretation of Stella by Starlight at Oakland at the ATOS convention in 1983. Well, that's it for this week from me but be sure not to miss Damon Cox's Thirstford lead special next week. In the meantime this is John Leeming saying bye for now and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.